3: With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. You hear Mike Claiborne on the Cardinal Broadcasts on KMOX. He does a great job with his website, clavesonline.com, and a couple of great interviews, including one with Jack Flaherty last week that you can check out at clavesonline.com. We uh, visit with Mike Claiborne now. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man.
0: Michelle, great to visit with you guys this
3: morning. Well, first of all, you uh, you're like the mayor of Jupiter. How's everything going <laughs> down there?
1: <laughs> you know what? It's a uh, it's it's a culture
0: shock, man. I mean, everything is a hundred percent here. All right, as far as restaurants and stuff, and and I'm yet to take them up on it. So I try when I do eat out, uh, I try and eat outside. Uh, but you know, you they act like nothing ever happened around here. Now, Grant, as I say that. You are required to wear a mask in, you know, supermarkets and places like that. And for the most part, they, they, uh, people respect that. But other than that, it's good. I mean, the weather's been terrific, a little breezy as it always is in uh, late February, early March. But uh, it's a different spring training, though. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this now, um, the lack of access and the lack of things that, that we've been accustomed to being part of uh, no longer exists. And that's been a little challenging as far as getting to know and see things and watch players do certain things. Um, it's been a little bit of a challenge for a lot of us. But you know, my thing is. Mark it down on my resume. I've done it, and I don't ever have to do it again.
3: (laughs) Right,
1: (laughs) That's right. Hopefully this is a spring training unlike any other, hopefully. Oh, yeah. But it's it's interesting you say that, Claves, because one of my questions naturally would be to you, who's caught your attention thus far in spring training? But I did wonder last night what type of access the media has, and if you even really got to observe players in the manner in which you're used to.
0: Well, that's a good question. The answer would be initially yes, but really no. And what I mean by that is they have us in a, like a guard tower. It's about two stories high, overlooking four different fields. Um, and you're, you're a great distance from all of these fields. So it's kind of hard to really get a feel for a guy and what he's trying to do, what kind of pitches they're throwing. Um, but, you know, it, it's something that while I'm not used to it, I'm trying to absorb it as much as I can. So that that's kind of how it is. I mean you know it just and the way the Cardinals camps are, you know Ali Marmola organizes their spring training and there's not a wasted moment out here, so they're moving from station to station, but the other issue is they don't have everybody on the field at the same time. Some guys work out earlier than others. It's not like the conventional where you'd have forty or fifty guys on the field and they're working on different things. you may have twenty, you may have fifteen and the the hitting groups are even smaller as far as batting practice is concerned. So from that standpoint, it's hard to try and digest everything because you just don't see the whole body of work uh, on the field at one time.
3: Claves, Michelle and I have been asking people this morning who they see as their Cardinals breakout player for 2021. Is there somebody that you expect to have a good year that isn't maybe known nationally but will be by the time we get to the postseason?
0: You know, I heard you guys talking about that this morning. I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say break out or break off, Uh, you know, because it's time for Bader, O'Neal, guys like that, who we've seen in the organization for three, four, maybe five years. uh, It's time for them to really take an assertive step. So I'm going to say Bader, and and he tricks me every year. Like yesterday, he had a base hit or he had a double, which he could have usually made into a triple. When he hits the ball to right center or tries to knock second baseman down Randy, he's a really effective player. But when he tries to pull pitches and they throw him that slider away or they throw him something out of the strike zone, he looks like you or me. And he's got to become more disciplined. And if he's not, then they got to find somebody else. I mean, hey, Billy Carlson can play center field. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lane Thomas can play center field. And while they may not possess the flair, they can get the job done. And that's all I really care about. I don't care how many times you lay off for balls or any of that stuff. As long as you're making plays, that's all I'm looking for. So I would say Bader would be my breakout, breakout, break off player. Uh, another guy who I think, because he's a baseball player, is Tommy Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his numbers are intriguing. But when you're watching, you're saying, you know, it's got to do many things wrong. You know, I mean, he he's just a very sound player. That I, I think can have a real fun year. Uh, everybody will talk about Carlson and Arnato and, and Goldschmidt. Those guys, I think that that comes with the party. And I think the other guy has got to be Paul DeYoung. Uh, he he's got to show some consistency, where a guy who prides himself in taking good care of himself physically runs out of gas a lot, and he gives away a lot of at bats late in the year. So they gotta get him on point and maybe get him some days off. I mean, you know, um, Edmundo Sosa who we didn't see last year, he he may have best hands on the team. Hmm. Uh, but we just didn't see enough of him last year because of COVID and we well, we didn't see him at all. I mean, he was the only guy on the roster that we didn't see. And COVID hit him and it didn't do him well. So that that's a guy who's probably gonna make this team but, there, you know, there's a few guys that I think we need to see if they can do it or
3: get off the pot. Claves going back to Bader, Jim Edmonds told us that he said to Bader, look, if it's spinning, just don't swing at it. And I, I get Joe yeah. Torre told, Joe, Joe told us every day, right, hey, this is a really hard game. But he, he did make it to the majors, and maybe it is as simple as that. If it's spinning, if it's got a wrinkle, don't swing at it.
0: Yeah, and you know what? If the guy gets you out on that pitch, then hooray for him, Okay. But the the bottom line is they make a mistake more than you think, but you can't get yourself out, and that's what Bader does. He he helps the pitcher, and if if he lays off that pitch, and just says, "No, I'm going to make him throw me a strike," then he's going to be more successful. And it's just it's discipline, it's discipline, it's discipline, and it's easy for us to talk about it, and you know because you got a, a a hair, a snap of a finger in order to make a decision on whether you're going to swing or not. And then, oh, by the way, when you do swing, could you kind of try and make contact with the ball? Uh, so it, it's a lot of things that go on, but he's got talent. He's got tools, but I think we're at a point now where we've got to get something out of him. Uh, I mean, I don't know any team in baseball is going to have with three outfields or two or three outfields hitting at the bottom of the order.
2: Right.
1: Klaibs, well, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, go ahead, Michelle.
1: I was just going to say, a guy that's nominated pretty frequently here to be a breakout player, at least on our text line, is Alex Reyes. And Randy and I mm-hmm. would, would both love to see him get a shot at the rotation, but it seems like the Cardinals want to keep him in the bullpen. If you were making that decision, what role would you like to see Alex Reyes in?
0: He would be my long guy. That would be my spot starter. Here, here's the thing that I think we've all got to come to grips with. You know, we hear a lot about, well, who's going to be a fifth starter? Well, who's going to be the fourth starter? Because I don't know if Adam Wainwright or Miles Michaelis are going to have 30 starts in them. So you're going to need two guys. To, to, to you're really going to need four guys to cover two spots. Because I don't think that the fourth and fifth starters will give you 30 starts uh, as an individual. Which means you got Carlos in the mix, you got Gann in the mix, you have got Reyes in the mix. You know, and I think those three guys will buy for more innings than you think. And I think Reyes is one of those guys that's going to be that. And, and you know, the, the 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 challenge is getting him enough work where he can stay sharp. I mean, you can't put him on the shelf and not pitch him for six or seven days because you don't have enough opportunity to pitch him. And when you do, you want him to go more than an inning. You know, I mean, he's a guy today because of the way the game works. We don't have anything called a specialist anymore where you can come out and get one guy out. You need a guy who can give you two innings when he comes in there just to save your bullpen. So I think he would be the prime candidate in that regard as being my longer guy but he certainly would be my first go-to guy if somebody has a slow leak in a tire in, in the starting rotation.
3: Mike Claiborne is with us on 101 ESPN. Claims I was listening to your interview and a great job with Jack Flaherty, and I was thinking about it afterwards because you and I have always had an appreciation for the thinking man's athlete, and he's clearly one mm-hmm. of those. So he's thoughtful, he's competitive, he's obviously physically gifted. What doesn't Jack Flaherty have that he needs to be successful? Or, or am I wrong in saying that he's got the whole package yeah, yeah he,
0: he does uh, I think what he has to do uh, his temperament where he'll press a little bit uh, and yesterday was a good example you know he wanted to come out and he wanted to have a good start well Andrew Hernandez thought differently and he let that get him where he started spiking balls and maybe you know throwing across his body a little too much because he was trying to make the perfect pitch you know, this is spring training and one of the things and you heard the interview Randy, he likes to see what the hitter's reaction is when he throws certain pitches to see if it's on or not. That's good. But you know, the problem is the when the umpire is part of that equation, he's got a different opinion, and then all of a sudden you don't know what a strike is and you don't know what to do. And he really didn't get hit hard yesterday. You know, they put the ball in play. But you know, he's just complete. I, you know, I'd I have to go back. I'm just trying to think of who I could liken him to that we've seen as a Cardinal, and, and I'm just not sure who that person is because, you know, he hasn't had a lot of injuries. You well, know, he hasn't had any that have really set him back. He physically is the looks the part, and condition-wise, is as conditioned as anyone. You mentioned he's a thinker. He's got multiple pitches he can throw, and the one neat thing I like about him, Randy, he doesn't have to throw 98 miles an hour to get your attention. 94. 93 with movement, that gets the job done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's he's as prepared as anybody. I'm sure, as you heard the interview, when I asked him, what is he like? What's he doing all this extra time? He said, I'm watching video. So I'm thinking he's like the kids. I'm watching a video game. I'm playing video games. He's watching other pitchers' video from yesteryear and trying to find little things he can use to add to his repertoire. You know, Randy, guys like that don't don't come along at all. And, and so when you hear that, and the other thing about it, which is even more intriguing, he and Dylan Carlson are sharing an apartment. So I'm wondering, are they ever going to get around to having that pitcher versus hitter conversation? And, and you and you remember Bob Gibson and Bill White, who were roommates.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they wouldn't have that conversation because Bob always felt that, I'm going to face this guy one day, and it might not be pretty. And he told him, hey, the only advice I can give you is, don't ever lean out and try and pull a pitch on the outside corner. Well, they trade White to Philadelphia. On the whole, Bill Charles to pull one. He fouled it. Next pitch, he hit him right in the elbow and broke his elbow. And he told him as he was going down the first baseline, I told you not to do that. And you did it anyway. So there's a the price you got to pay for
1: it. Legendary. So, so I don't
0: think Jackie Carlson have gotten to that point yet. But uh, he is an interesting young man with some very uh, very poignant thoughts. Uh, you know, he he I know you were part of the Zoom last week when he was talking about he hopes that National Women's Month gets as much attention as it's not more than Black History Month. I mean, he's a very conscious person about people and and what goes on in the world. Um, and he's one of the leaders on this team. You can ask anybody around this ball club. He is one of the designated leaders on this ball club. So, uh we'll just wait and see how things go for him. But I'm expecting him to have a pretty good year
1: it's kind of amazing that we've gotten to this point in the interview and we haven't asked you about Nolan Arnauto yet because it seems, it seems like that's a prerequisite with any Cardinal conversation these days. But it seems like he's fitting in really well with the, with his new team.
0: Yeah, he is, Michelle. Uh, he is blending in well. He's not a hey-look-at-me guy. He's one of those guys that just wants to go play. And he's another video guy like Clary. And I know they they, they talked about that. But, yeah, you know, and I think the only thing I hope, and we've all seen it when new guys come to St. Louis, they squeeze the bat a little too tight or they hold on to the stick a little too tight, and they're pressing. And they want to do things for the fans and the organizations, be it the Blues or the Cardinals. I just hope he finds a way to relax and let the game come to him. If he does that, we're going to have a whole lot of fun
3: this year. Should be great. Claves, always great to have you with us. Thanks for taking the time this morning, and we will see you at the ballpark on April 8th.
0: Well, fingers crossed, and we'll have some fans in the ballpark, and I'm looking forward to definitely even seeing you guys or always talking with you, my favorites.
3: Thanks, Claves. Appreciate that very much. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Well, I'm already having a good
0: day. I gonna go out and play 18 here
3: in a bit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're the man. I love it. Take care. <laughs> Have you. a good day. All right. See you. Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com/slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs,